If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, guys. Welcome to POV and My Therapist, the podcast where I vent you listen and you do not get paid. Um, I know we haven't been here in a while, but whatever. We live, we move, we don't talk about it. Um, I'm a wee bit warm today. I have the window open. I feel like when I was outside, like coming in here, I got sprayed by like something itchy. So like, I feel like I have like tiny little, little itches all over me. But, um, I'm actually really excited about today's episode just because, you know, a lot's happened and I feel like we haven't had like an emotion moment in a while, you know? Um, so yeah, so a lot's happened and like, and I've been thinking about a lot. So last week, um, on one of my little, uh, trips back home, I sat there and I finally watched the Banshees of Inner Sheeran and I watched it on HBO Max, shout out HBO Max, you know, I love me my HBO Max and whoever's account I'm using, thank you so much. Um, it was, my cousin gave me that login and then very quickly after logging on, I was like, I've never heard of any of these people. I don't even know if this is your account, but I think it's like his friend's account. So everything's fine. Um, if I'm committing a crime, no, I'm not. Um, HBO sponsor me. So I watched the Banshees of Anna Sheeran and the Banshees of Anna Sheeran is this movie, uh, about friendship and it took a turn that I did not really expect it to. So I'm going to read you the, I'm going to read you the synopsis and then we're going to get into why I'm talking about this. So, um, this is the synopsis according to Wikipedia. On a remote island off the coast of Ireland, Par- Parik is devastated when his buddy Colum suddenly puts an end to their lifelong friendship. With the help from his sister and a troubled young islander, Parik sets out to repair the damaged relationship by any means necessary. However, as Colum's resolve strengthens, he soon delivers an ultimatum that leads to shocking consequences. Um... Yeah, so I watched it, and I'm not going to lie, the consequences were shocking. Um, I'm going to spoil a little bit here, so feel free to skip a little bit ahead. So in, okay, so in the trailer, there's a part in the trailer where um, Colin, which is like the older man who is not Colin Farrell, he says to Colin Farrell, he says, if you talk to me again, I have a pair of shears at home, and I'm going to take them, and I'm going to cut off my fingers. And every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut off a finger. And my golly, does he cut off a finger every time Parik talks to him until it gets to the point where this man has no fingers. And it was just so disgusting. And it just, I don't know, it fucked me up for a really good moment. But watching this movie, there were a lot of different themes and elements that like just really stood out to me. And it made me, honestly, I've been reconsidering my stance on ghosting for a while. Um, But I think this put like a full stop to my stance on ghosting. So yes, this is an episode about ghosting, as you can tell from the title, because I already know what I'm going to title this. It's called The Subtle Cruelty of Ghosting. (sighs) I know, I know, 
I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I know. So I actually told my friend, Lindsay, that I was going to talk about this. And she was like, Queen Ghoster? Queen Ghost? Miss Casper the Vu? Like, you're not, you're what? And she reminded me that I, in fact, had a video that went viral talking about ghosting. And, um, and I was like, yeah, but you know what? I'm a growing woman. I'm a growing girl. My opinions can change. And I think I've gained some emotional maturity that, I don't know, it just makes me reconsider the whole thing. So in the last time, the last time that I talked about ghosting, I said that like, you know, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. I'm going to do what I want to. If I'm not feeling welcome somewhere, I'm going to ghost. and I'm going to leave and you're never going to hear from me again. And it's just like dead silent, cutting the cord. There's no more friendship to be had. And while honestly, in my defense, I still stand by that. Um, I look back at like some of the friendships that I ghosted in and I realized that I caused pain. I caused pain. Um, I caused unnecessary pain. And while, you know, there was one friendship in particular that after I ghosted, she kept reaching out to me, just wanting to understand why. And looking back now, I realized that the reason why I didn't give her an explanation for so long, why I couldn't give her closure for a very long time, it was simply because I didn't know how to express my needs that weren't being met. Like, I had expressed them so many times before, and I thought I had made it obvious, but apparently I had not made it obvious enough. And I just felt embarrassed having to reiterate that I wanted the most simple things um, in a friendship. And so I ghosted her. And I don't regret the ghosting. Let me put that out there right now. I don't regret that ghosting at all. I don't regret not being friends. You know what I'm saying? But, however, I do regret that the first time she reached out to me, that the second time she reached out to me, that literally the third time she reached out to me, I had, we finally had the conversation on the fourth time she reached out to me. And it could have, and I could have had it a long time before because it would have been the kind thing to do, but I wasn't really feeling kind. I was feeling bitter and I was feeling upset and I was feeling unwanted and discarded and not needed. And it was only when I left that you noticed that, oh my God, what a good friend you are. I miss you so much. And then suddenly you want to talk again. So I wasn't in the space or the mood for any of that resolution. I wasn't in the, in the mood to like think of their feelings. But now like in hindsight that I look at that, I'm like, I could have, I could have had that conversation like the first time she came around. Like it wouldn't have hurt me any. We still want to be friends, but it would have just caused her a little bit less pain. But at the same time, it was like, I was tired of constantly thinking about this person's capacity for pain. I was over it and I was to the point where I was thinking about myself. So like there, it's tricky because like sometimes you do just, you leave and sometimes people don't care and sometimes people care a lot. And then it's funny because like I had an instance, um, early in the summer where one of my friends, like she was starting to do the whole ghosting thing and I was like, bitch, I being you. So don't even pretend that I don't know what you're doing because I know exactly what you're doing. And I tried to open the space to have that conversation and it just blew up in my face. So I will say it is a case by case basis. Um, but I don't 
think my stance being so heavy footed on just cold turkey, no contact. I don't really, I don't like that anymore because I feel like it doesn't help anybody. And the people that you cut out of your life, while you cut them for a good reason, they're never going to learn and they're never going to grow. And like, and I feel like you don't have to make sure everybody around you is good. You don't. But I found that I'm in a place where I am good enough, that I'm sane enough, that I'm happy enough, that, you know, it ain't no thing for me to tell you why I don't really want to continue the friendship. Um, it's no, it's not water off my back to give somebody closure if they desire it. Um, funny enough, I knew I was going to talk about this for a minute. So, and I was in the process of ghosting someone as I was thinking about how I wanted to talk about this. And I was like, damn, I can't talk about this while I'm in the process of ghosting somebody. So I need to, you know, I need to talk to them. I need to tell them why I feel the way that I do. And like, if you're in my personal close friend circle, like, you know this, but, um, if you're not, which hello listeners, (laughs) um, but I basically had a friend who like, I don't like being yelled at. I just don't. And especially like from my friends, I don't like it. Um, and the way that it's not mutual, cause you know, sometimes you and your friends start yelling at each other and like, it's, it's whatever it is. But if that person's energy is not matching that and like suddenly you're on a power trip and you're just yelling at me for no reason, especially if you're a man, if you're a man, I don't care what is going on. You're not raising your voice at me. You're, you're not, you're not, you're just not. I'm like, you don't fuck me. You don't pay my bills. Why is your voice jumping an octave higher than it ought to be? Lower your tone when you speak to me. Thanks. Hush. Like, and I was just like, why the fuck are you yelling at me? Like I'm some woman that you're going to toss around. I'm like, if you're yelling at me like this over something kind of dumb that you're literally in your own head having a conversation by yourself and what does your partner take from you? I don't even want to go there, but I'm like, why the fuck are you yelling at me? My own mom don't yell at me like this. Like she know better. So why don't you do you think I'm dumb or silly? Which one is it? So that happened more than once and like the second time I was like this is an issue and I don't like it and then they did it again the third time so I was like I'm gone like arrivederci goodbye this show is sponsored by BetterHelp what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day would you go for a run take a nap read a book go out with a friend a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time but the question is more time for what recently me and my therapist sat down and literally made a list of all of the things I've been wanting to accomplish this year that I felt that I did not have any time for there's a book I've been wanting to read on finance you guys know I'm super into my finances this year And I was like, when am I going to have the time to do this? Well, we sat down, made that list, and turns out 
I have time on Tuesday mornings. Little changes can really help create a sense of control in a world where so many of the things that happen are beyond our control. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com POV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot P-O-V. So I was like distancing myself from them. And I, but I knew I wanted to talk about this and I was like, no, you have to have the conversation even though you don't really want to. Um, Because sometimes, like, telling anybody they're wrong can feel confrontational because not a lot of people like admitting when they're wrong. They just don't. So I called this person up and I was like, hey, this is what's been going on. This is why I'm distancing myself. This is what you've been making me feel. Um, They apologized and then continued to defend their actions and kind of try to throw it back on me and say that I'm the only person ever who has an issue with this. And I'm like, if that's the case, that's the fucking case. And there were a couple moments in there where like, I felt like they were trying to get me to like defend myself and like fight with them. And I was just like, no, I don't want to continue this friendship because like, I don't feel respected. Like I've seen where this leads to. I, this is like what I've noticed. Like a lot of times like with, and male friendships, cause I try to have them. I really do like gay or straight. I've noticed that like men, know like their place in society especially if they're straight passing or if they're light-skinned or I don't know just being a man it doesn't matter like they know their place in society so they will yell at one woman but they won't yell at another one because they feel like there's something they can get from the other one so they always mind their manners and I notice that behavior so I'm like I'm I'm not doing that. You don't fucking respect me. So why do I have to be around? And, you know, before I would have just like bounced and been like, all right, like, fuck you. That's totally what I had the intention to do. And then I watched this fucking movie and I was like, no, I got it. I have to have a conversation now. But also because they had like kind of helped me like with some work stuff, I didn't want them to be able to kind of take any more responsibility um, for anything that I had done. Because that was like a trend that was starting to happen. So I was like, I just, I don't feel safe in this friendship anymore. I don't feel comfortable. Every time I see your name pop up in my phone, I feel anxious. And I don't like that. And I don't like a man who's not eating me out is making me anxious. That's crazy. That's real crazy. And I was like, I don't like that. I don't like it. So this is where we're at. It ended. That's all there is to say about it. It ended. And I was happy to have that conversation. And and I know, like, at one point, they said to me, they were like, well, I don't want to say that they said that they didn't care because they didn't. But they said that they didn't need the closure because they kind of recognized what was happening already. Um, And I said, well, it doesn't really matter if you need the closure or not. I don't know what kind of person you are. Because there are people who, when things like this are ending, they want a reason. They want to understand so that 
they can feel secure in whatever they've got going on. But there are other people who just rather would not know. And, you know, I learned that he was one of those people who would rather not know. So, but I felt proud of myself and I was happy that I made the decision that I did. And then I thought like shit was going to be cordial. I'm blocked now. (laughs) I really thought shit was going to be cordial. She's blocked. And that's fine. If, if, if that's what you need, that's what you need, baby. You heal. You take the time to heal. You know what I'm saying? Um, but watching that movie made me think about all the reasons why I've been ghosted or I have ghosted people in the past. And I can tell you that my main reason for ghosting is not, it's feeling like I've told you enough times that I don't like this, yet you keep doing it. And to me, that's highly disrespectful. And that just shows me that you don't care about what I really need. And especially when in the same breath of you not caring about what I need, you expect me to remold my mind to fit what you need. But you cannot change one thing about yourself to meet my needs at all. Oh, and also let me tell you that this was the same friend who showed up extremely fucking late to my uh, birthday dinner. And they were telling me that like, oh, I can't show up on time. Like this is a problem that I have. Okay. And then now again, I bring up an issue and you're telling me I, um, I yell sometimes. That's how I communicate. I wasn't angry, but I'm telling you, it makes me uncomfortable. They're not willing to change that that's when I'm gone. That's when I'm ghosting. If I was dumb enough to be like, oh, you know, maybe we can try to continue this friendship. I don't think I would have had the conversation about why I'm ghosting. I think I would have just ghosted to be quite fair. But I, I know for sure that if I hadn't had that conversation, I was just going to leave regardless, regardless, she was going to go. She was not going to be a friend to you anymore. But I just wanted to have that conversation. So you didn't have to wonder why we don't talk. You know why. Um, and that's always been the reason why I've ghosted, but watching the Banshees of Inner Sheeran really like, it made me realize why there are so many different reasons why people ghost and not sticking up for them or whatever it may be. Communication is always key, but you know, sometimes people show you they don't care enough. And a lot of the times when somebody doesn't really care and you ghost, they're never going to reach out. They're going to be like, oh, thank God that person's gone. So you don't always have to have a whole conversation. However, if you want to hand somebody their ass real quick, that's up to you. And it does feel very nice to, you know, those little shower speeches you be having in your head to have them out loud. Um, I believe in that. I believe in that. I'm an advocate for a nice little read. Okay. And if you want to read the person who's been causing you an undefined amount of pain for no reason, just because they cannot listen to you and care about you enough to give a damn that they're hurting you with certain actions that they constantly take, read them down. Please do it. Your ego will love you for it. You will be more confident and you deserve it, girl. You deserve it. Not to be a complete antagonizer right now. So in the Banshees of Inner Sheeran, Colin makes it pretty clear to his friend that the reason why he doesn't want to continue the friendship anymore is because he feels like his friend is dull. He feels like his friend is not exciting enough that he is a distraction from his life's purpose, which is to make and write music. (sighs) Which, as you watch the movie, you realize is an excuse 
for his lack of motivation in his life because if music is so important to you and you're willing to be really mean and not give this person the reason why you don't want to talk to them anymore but you're willing to cut off your fingers that's literally fucking insane and it makes no sense so it's just an excuse he's using it as an excuse to hide his shame behind he's using the drama of leaving this friend this desperation that that Podrick is willing to throw at him and be so vulnerable and be so open about his shames and his wants and his needs for friendship he's using that to kind of like boost his ego to make him feel important and he's like he's low-key like here you are begging after me but I'm so important I have to finish my life's work but it's like you've had your whole life to do this work and you haven't and now you've decided to isolate for the last decade or so of your life and now you're dedicating it to that and being cruel and self-mutilating yourself and blaming somebody else for it. So there's also like shame is a large reason why people tend to ghost. Um, I know I've had friends who've ghosted me and then later on I find out that like, I don't know, like their boyfriend broke up with them around the same time. And I would be so surprised because I'm like, oh my God, you guys were in a perfect relationship. What happened? But it's like, sometimes people inflate such a large idea of their life and they make their life to seem so perfect that there's no room for shame. There's no room for mistakes. There's no room for being human. And when something happens that is beyond their control, that makes them look human and which to them is weakness. And they've been telling you about their glorious life and this glorious beautiful like they've been bragging like a lot and then suddenly they don't have that anymore and they're no better than you and they're just your peer they're on the same level as you suddenly they're so fucking ashamed that they can't look you in the eye and be honest with you and tell you like my shit fell apart they have to leave they have to disappear immediately it's like it's honestly like very similar to like you ever hear the stories about men who they lose their jobs yet every day they wake up and they continue going to work to keep up the look to keep up the appearance of them having a job and then two things either happen either they run away leave the family and earthly wise or like they leave 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 or they go home and they kill their whole family because they just cannot face the truth that they are not what they were pretending to be um that's one thing that happens another time another reason why somebody might ghost you might be because you were annoying them and they did not know how to say it so they just ceased all communication um I know I definitely do that I absolutely do that um I've done that more than once and (laughs) I, I have because like sometimes you just don't know how to like express disappointment in somebody's decisions so you just like I can't fucking do this and you're like you're like, there's been so many opportunities for you to make the right decision, yet you keep making the wrong decision, and then I have to hear about it, and it's low-key, like, I don't want to fucking hear about yet you making yet another wrong decision, like, it's annoying, and then you get ghosted, or you ghost, um, but that movie really made me think about it, because I was looking at everything from Podrick's point of view, and I was like, damn, like, that's so cruel, like, all there needed to be was a conversation and it reminded me of like my thing with my friend or my ex-friend who 
She All she needed was a conversation. And for some reason, I just couldn't give her that. And, and I wish that I could go back in time and give her that conversation earlier. Because I think like as people, we are super me, 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 which you should be. But at the same time, I don't want anybody to ever forget that other people are people too. That as much as you need to worry about yourself and treating yourself right and treating yourself kindly, you have to extend that to other people because they have a whole universe in their world too. And there's so much going on and it could be so good or it could be so bad. And you offering a little bit of kindness to somebody could really make the difference in their life. It's true. Um, I recently, last night, well, not last night, actually, this week, I matched with this guy that I used to go to school with. Um, yeah. He was like my crush. He was Voldemort before I knew what Voldemort was, before he, I had my real Voldemort. Because obviously we're in high school, so he was like my crush crush. Like, he was my forever crush. And, um, and my forever crush, I mean, like, the person that, like, you're really into, like, it's like the first person that you ever like, you want real bad. <laughs> it's that crush that like sends fireworks to your body. It's that crush that like finally made you realize like why people act crazy. You know what I'm saying? That was that, that crush. Um, and then when I got older, it became Voldemort and then we know how that went so I matched with him on tinder and we were like talking and very quickly very quickly I knew what it was and and you'll be surprised by what it was um if you're thinking that immediately he was giving off I only want to hook up and I don't even want to pretend you're a person vibes no it was giving the vibes of will you be my therapist and I could not handle the thought of yet another man suckling, healing from my teat, you know? I couldn't imagine giving yet another man free therapy sessions. I just couldn't. I really couldn't. But I wanted to. But I wanted to. Because I was hoping that the metaphorical, that the metaphorical suckling of the teat would turn literal if you catch my drift. So I was like, oh my God, this man needs therapy. Do I have it in me right now to fix another man? Do I have it in me? God, if I am Apple Care, just tell me. (laughs) If I am the genius bar, just let me know, God. You know what I'm saying? If I'm AutoZone, if I'm um, the Geek Squad, Give me my patch. Give me my uniform. Let me know so I can go to work and do my duty. Because I'm going to be real with you. On top of POV, because y'all be in my DMs. Y'all know you be in my DMs writing long paragraphs. And let me tell you something. Sometimes I got to take a moment and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to ignore this. I'm going to get back to this. If it's just like a simple, I love you. Thank you so much. Keep doing the good work. You really helped me. I love you. I might not answer because I'm like, you're good. You're good. But if it's crises... If it is crisis, I can't let it go. I'm not going to let it go. And I'm going to read it and I'm going to respond because I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like, I understand. Like, to me, I'm like, 
I put myself in this position, I feel the responsibility and I'm happy to do it. If I wasn't happy to do it, I wouldn't do it. But I am happy to do it because I want my girls to feel okay. If you can listen to fucking an hour and a half of me hemming and hawing about nothing, the least I can do is read a little DM, baby. I got you. Um, but that's about where I leave. That's where I leave. That's where it ends. Men coming to me off a dating app of all places. <sighs> so he was very much giving, I need a therapist. And I was like, damn, I'm not getting no dick, am I? <laughs> so I, you know, I wrote a very nice, it might've been an email cause that bitch was long. I wrote a very nice text. I said, listen, I'm not a trained therapist because my advice can range from love yourself, treat yourself to fuck them kids, cuss them out, whoop they ass. It's really whatever mood I'm in. And you know, I, I don't want you to really take that advice to heart because God forbid I tell you fuck them kids on a bad date. Now you outside fighting with children. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not a therapist. So I said that to him and I was like, but here are some therapists in your area who will be happy to take your case and provide you healing and a pathway to happiness. Um, I really particularly liked this one. So yeah, so that's what I did. And then he was like, thank you. I really appreciate it. And then he was like, I just wanted to reconnect. And I was like, do you mean reconnect like, or reconnect like la di da da friends? Well, he didn't respond. So, I guess we know he really was looking for a therapist. <laughs> Girl. I know. It's okay, baby. It's okay. I think I've made it clear by now that therapy literally changed my life. And as we head into the spring and summer months, there is nothing better than being in the right frame of mind. And I know from personal experience just how difficult finding the right doctor can be. What if I told you there's an app where thousands of medical professionals are waiting to help you? ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy. So that's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctors that meets your needs and fits your schedule. So book an appointment with a few taps on their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com POV and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash P-O-V. Once again, that's ZocDoc dot com slash P-O-V. Um, but yeah, so I was just like, listen, 
it is what it is. Everything's fine. But before I would have just stopped responding. But I now I just I don't know. I have the space. I have the availability. I have the emotional availability. Uh, look at that. To have the hard conversation to be open and expressive about how I feel and to say, Hey, this thing you did really hurt me. And I don't want to continue this friendship. Or I can say, Hey, this thing you did really made me feel nice. And I really appreciate it. And I want to kiss you and suck babies from some of your parts. So it's like, you know, it really just depends on what's going on. Um, But that conversation leads me to another convo, which I'm kind of excited to have because y'all, you know, y'all know I be out here. I be hating the minions. I be hating them all day, all night. Um, one bus, another bus, another bus. Um, just how I be feeling about men just despising them. But I will say that I truly think that going out to LA, why do I say it like that? Going out to LA, going out to LA kind of changed my thoughts on dating I realized that the problem in my dating life it's not me it's not me because I'm perfect and we know that it's not me it's the men in Atlanta and I'm not I'm not generalizing because if I if I if I was generalizing I would have said it's the men no it is the men in this particular city Okay, I've noticed that because let me let me just play this out for you. So you're at the club. You look good. You're doing things that the girls don't do. The boys stare. You smile back. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't smile back. All your girls are in a Cadillac, sure. But that man is in a hoopty and he don't smile back. He stares, though, hatefully, low-key threateningly. Loki, don't you dare come over here and talk to me. Is giving bad bitch energy, you know what I'm saying? And but you're not the bad bitch. I'm the bad bitch. So what's going on? I really what's going on. And every time I've tried, <laughs> I've been being political. I've been being politically correct. And I'll be like, I'll be like telling my friends. I'm like, let me tell you, it's not the women. It's not me. It's not the women. It's it's the men. And then they're like, yeah, Bessie, all the men in Atlanta are gay. And I'm like, I really was trying to avoid saying that because I hate to thrust somebody out of the closet. But I need to understand what kind of closet we're in. Because it doesn't feel like a tight closet with a wood door, which every time somebody's like, they're in the closet, that's what I envision. And you know what kind of door I mean? That cheap wood door that is like, it's one ply door and there's little pieces of wood in between it to make like a thick door. It's not a very good door. It's stained terribly. It looks cheap. It has a gold doorknob. Okay. That's a door that you have no choice but to be closeted in that you know who you are. That door is not pretending to be anything more than it is. It is simply a door, okay? When I think of people in the closet, men in the closet, that's what I would think of. But these Atlanta people is different. These Atlanta men are very different because they will have sex with women. They're not bisexual. Get that right, okay? 
they're not bisexual. They will have sex with women. They will openly hate women. And they will get very violent if you even mention anything queer near them. But they hate women. I don't know if you guys have seen that clip of that YouTuber Sneeko and Adam22 talking about how much they hate pussy. But they're straight and one of them is a porn star who's married to his uh, scene partner. And they constantly have threesomes with two other women. Not another guy, but another woman. And he's on this podcast literally talking about how much he hates vaginas. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. And like there, I don't know how to describe it to you when you can just tell a man hates women, but they will fuck women because they feel like they have to. It's not a nice feeling. But that's the experience I've had with a lot of men in Atlanta where sometimes you don't even want to approach them because they're giving such a nasty vibe. It's like, don't even come here and talk to me. And it's not me because like I used to think, because the thing is I would think that it was me because I'm like, okay, like I'm on the heavier side. Um, I'm not dark skin, but I'm definitely not light skin either. I'm definitely brown. You know, I'm definitely a black woman. And it's like, and I'm like, I'm a big girl, but it's like, I'm beautiful still. So it's like, they can't even entertain the conversation. They, there's no letting down gently. It's just like, you walk over and they're like, like, it's very sassy. Like, it's very sassy. And I'm like, but if you even mention, but then when they're around like gay men, they get very uncomfortable. They get very mad. Like, they're in a, I don't, that's why I say, I don't know how to describe this kind of closet they're in because it's like everybody's suffering because of it. They're in a closet of toxic masculinity. They're suffering. Women are suffering because they're using them like warm potato bags to stick their thing in. And then gay men are suffering because they have so much hate and animosity towards them because they want to be free like that. And for some reason, the connect is just not happening. I'm dead serious. There is a lot of men like that in Atlanta. There is a lot of men like that in Atlanta. And the worst thing is when you join one of these Facebook groups where the girls are, it's the, um, fuck, I forget what it's called. Cause I haven't been on Facebook in a while, but I know I'm in one where the girls are like, is anybody else dating this man? And you realize how common hypersexuality is where it's like a bunch, it's one man just screwing so many women at the same time. And it's like, if you're getting that much pussy and you're not happy and you so, and you apparently love it, there's something wrong inside, honey, and you need to have it looked at. So not to like go deep and like have literally a whole talk about like sexuality and sex addiction and, and being in the closet and being hateful and toxic, accidentally. not to have that whole conversation right now. Cause that's not the point. But, um, a lot of the guys that I met here were like that. So when you encounter that enough times, you start wondering like if it's you. So I started thinking like, damn, like I'm never really going to find somebody because I'm fat and apparently men really hate fat women. No, men just hate women, period. Because the thing I neglected to, you know, even explain, because I wasn't trying to get too deep into it, is that when there was a woman 
who they should have been thirsting after, you could clearly tell they were they weren't after her. They were after her things. I can't do this. I can't have this conversation. But anyway, so I went out to LA. Girl, I was in the club. I wasn't in the club, actually. I went to a bar. And the, the men, they were all over me, girl. They were all over me. Mm-hmm. Divine got a lot of numbers that night. Mm-hmm. And it was really annoying because, yes, it was a majority white area. And, but I was like, you know, I was looking for the black man. Yes, I was. And, you know, I don't, I don't, listen, black, white, Asian, Mexican, Puerto Rican, African, all of it. I don't care. If you're cute, you're cute. If that makes me a hoe, I'm a hoe. I don't care. I don't have a preference, honey. I don't even, you know, it's funny because I used to think I had a preference to tall men. Yes, I'm immediately attracted to tall men, but all I need is a pair of beautiful eyes and like nice lips because I ain't doing no thin lips, girl. I'm not finna make out with two slices of paper. No. All I need is a cute man and you have a nice personality. The personality is what gets me. Mm, I love a good personality. A nice little funny little banter. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, oh, you like that? <laughs> I'm cute. Want to say it again? I wasn't listening the first time. Thank you. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I was, but yeah, my cousin, he was like, uh, he was like, I swear to God, every time I look, he's like, every time I turn my head, they're divine goat talking to a different man. And I was like, don't be jealous, bitches that I got game like hell shut up so um but yeah it was just like they were interested they were cute they were you know whatever however though however mm-hmm, uh there was one particular guy who this didn't happen in LA this happened in Vegas which is why I say the problem is Atlanta specifically this happened in Vegas and this man I want to say I was if he and I had another hour of conversation, it was giving your place or mine, you know, because it was going, it was going. I already knew that like he had a thing for me just because like we'd followed each other on Instagram a long time ago and I'd like ran into him in person one time, but this was like the first time that like I was with him for like an extended period of time and girl, when I tell you, he was introducing me to everybody he knew. Like, he was trying to impress me. Like, it was very evident. And um, so he was, like, introducing me to all of his heavy hitter friends, all of it. This is the thing. Between him and the man that I met in L.A., why are they all married? They're all married. Or they got girlfriends. And the thing that, like, threw me for a loop... Was I was like, okay, Whew. so y'all don't hate women. Y'all aren't closeted. Uh, you're not closeted, but faithfulness is definitely an issue because there was one guy that I ran into and he and I had been like flirting. He was so cute. And like, we were, we we're just flirting, girl. I don't have to like tell you. He's like, you already know what it is. So anyways, so we're like flirting. And then I, you know, I did my lap around the bar and I ran into somebody I knew, so we were talking, and um, 
And I said, I was like, why does everybody have a girlfriend? <laughs> I'm like, why are you all here? If you got a girlfriend, stay at home. The streets is not for you. Why are you outside? Stay inside. Why are you at a bar if you have a girlfriend? Go home. Go be with your family. You know? And this man straight up said to me, he said, he said, if I got a girlfriend and I meet you and I like you more than my girlfriend, you're my girlfriend now. I kid you not, I think I audibly whimpered. I think I would like, I like whimpered, like for real. I was like, what do you mean by that? I was like, no. Yes, yes, girl. So I was like, okay, different set of problems. Don't think finding a man will be the problem here. It's keeping one because I think they all have their eyes open at all times, constantly gazing the landscape and seeing what's new and popping. But yeah, so it, you know, I didn't meet anybody like substantial, you know, every, everyone was cute. Everybody, I will say, however, wait, 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 backing up, backing up, backing up. I'm saying, I can't, you know, I, I ain't gonna pull no broke nigga. That's all I gotta say. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, I, there was nothing substantial. It's not like Divine is off the market. No, she's very much on the market. Um, like, you know, when you're looking at Zillow at the $2 million house you can't afford and you like it cause it's for sale. And then two days later it's off the market, but nobody bought it. And you're like, Oh no, they pulled my house off the market. Divine was pulled off the market. The listing was pulled off the market for a while. Um, I think we're going to keep it off the market for a little bit longer. Um, but I feel that if I move to such a place that, you know, we might put the listing back up with a, with a slightly higher price margin, you know? Um, and we'll be accepting new offers and we won't make any big announcements until there's a closing date. Um, or maybe even after the closing has happened. Cause you know, you never want to brag about your new house until you have the keys because the bank could just slip it away. You know, if the bank feels like that's not the right house for you, he's going to be like, I, let me just have that real quick. You can't quite afford that girly pop. Give me that house back. You know, um, so that means I'm never doing a fucking hard launch, girl. Never. I'll do a hard launch when I got to post his obituary because he's 98 and dead. And I'm 97 and dead. This isn't a joke about me marrying a rich old man. No. This is me telling you bitches that I'm not telling any, none of my shit until, maybe until I pop out like the third baby. That might be the earliest. Y'all, I'm going to pull a, um, who's that lady that we still, Mindy Kaling? How we still, well, do we know who her baby father is? I think we do, but she's never confirmed it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not going to know shit about my life. Mm-mm. And it's, and it's less about people knowing shit about your life than knowing that as soon as you brag on a man, one thing he's going to do is embarrass you. So it's like, it's like, you know, like when you like somebody, so you're trying really hard not to even think too loud about them. Because they might feel the cosmic waves and they'd be like, she's thinking about me. I need to do something horrendous. Mm -mm. Like, I'd be like quietly thinking. I'm like, 
he's okay, I guess. And this is all happening in my head. And I just feel like the universe is going to hear and be like, not on my watch. No. So yeah, no hard launch, no, none of that. Um, but yeah, but no, it really made me, it made me happy because I was like, wow, I'm not the problem. Taylor Swift, you were wrong. It's not me. It's this city. It's this city. Um, so yeah, that was really refreshing. That made me really happy. I'm not going to lie. It put a little pep in my step because I'm telling you there's me and, okay, me and Lindsay were talking about this earlier today and I was telling her how, um, somebody that I know now told me that like in high school, they had a crush on me and I was just like, damn, why didn't you tell me? Like, it's always years after the fact. In my older age, so many men that I went to school with admitted to having crushes on me, but they never told me anything when I was in school. Do you know how much pain and suffering that would have saved me if I knew at least that I was desirable to somebody? As a person growing into like maturity, becoming a woman, relationships are a very important part of that. And I know for a fact that my confidence would have been a lot different. I don't even need the full relationship. I just need to know that like a man somewhere thought I was cute. And she was telling me how like she was so traumatized by that because like, because we were like, we had the same experience basically verbatim. And she was saying how like this actually I'll let her tell the story when she comes on at some point but the other thing that I thought about was how the only time and I don't count this that a guy in high school ever told me he liked me was this kid wrote me a love note to tell me that he had a crush on me and I took this love note and in my head I was like now you and I both know you're gay so (laughs) and I'm not looking to be in nobody's beard because my gaydar was on point always has been always will be And when he handed me that love note and he said, I like you, I said, baby, you do not like me. And it's either one of two things. Either you're looking for a beard or I have a beard. And I, and I'm, don't do this. Don't do this to me. (sighs) Yeah, he was, he was, he came out like a year later and I was like, and I remember my friends being like, are you going to date him? And I was like, do you think I'm stupid or desperate? (laughs) Like because I have eyes and ears and I I see how his eyes light up when a certain someone walks in the room and it ain't me honey so I'm like those are my only experiences you know but also at the same time like I'm kind of happy am I that nobody ever really told me they had a crush on me in high school because I'm so boy crazy and I love men so much it's so annoying that I just would have been so distracted. That high GPA? No. That those honors classes? No. I would have just been too distracted. Like, and I'm one of those, I I was, I'm not anymore, but I was one of those people who like had text anxiety. So like, if you were taking too long to text me, like, girl, double, triple, quadruple text. Like, that was just who I was. And I'm just kind of happy that like, I never, because I was silly. I was a silly girl. And I feel like in hindsight, I would have thrown a lot away for what I thought love looked like. So, you know, maybe that was the Lord saving me from myself. I just want to add that that all that stuff I said about ghosting does not apply to men. 
ghost him. Okay. Um, and like only give him an explanation if he seems sweet. If you're ghosting a fuckboy, save yourself, girl. You know that rule on the airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on the child. The fuckboy is the child. Okay? Um, and if you gotta go ghost before then, do that. Yeah, so I'm gonna read you this line from Banshees of Inner Sheeran because I think, you know, I think it really matters. And I, I think it summed up the movie pretty well. So, um, in this scene, basically they are, um, this is when Colum tells Podrick that, Parik, that he doesn't want to be his friend anymore because he's dull. Because, um, he wants to focus on his music because being his friend basically is a distraction. So Colum says, I suppose niceness doesn't last then. So Colum is the friend that's doing the ghosting and Parik is the one getting ghosted. So Colum says, I suppose niceness doesn't last then, does it Parik? But will I tell you something that does last? And Parik says, what? And Colum says, music lasts. And Parik says, knew it. Colum says, and paintings last. And poetry lasts. Should I try to talk in my, in my Irish accent? Because they're Irish in this movie, you know? So he says, so he says, and, and paintings last. And, and poetry lasts. And Parik says, so does niceness. And Colum says, do you know who we remember for how nice they was in the 17th century? And Parik says, who? Colum says, absolutely no one. Yet we all remember the music of that time. Everyone, to a man, knows Mozart's name. And Parik says, well, I don't. So there goes that theory. And anyways, we're talking about niceness, not what's his name. My mommy was nice. I remember her. And my daddy, he was nice. I remember him. And my sister, she's nice. I'll remember her. Forever I'll remember her. And Colum says, who else will? And Parik says, who else will what? Parik says, remember Shaban and your niceness. No one will. In 50 years not time, no one will remember any of us. Yet the music of a man who lived two centuries ago. Because he's mocking him. He says, yet like he's English. And then Parik says, I don't give a fuck about Ma- about Mozart or Berovin or any of them funny name fuckers. He says, I'm Parik Celeban and I'm nice. I really liked that. I liked it a lot. Because I think we can be so ambitious, but we can't let being cruel and unkind overshadow I mean you can be so ambitious but if you're cruel and unkind it can it can overshadow everything think about all the people that work so hard to create these beautiful rich fancy lives in Hollywood only to just fall and topple over and not be remembered for shit besides the fact that they were a fucking asshole So I, you know, that that movie made me think about a lot. And I think from now on, I will not be doing much ghosting. But, you know, I'll try to have the conversations. And if, you know, the conversations are not taken seriously, maybe then I'll ghost. But otherwise, I think I'm going to try to be as emotionally available as I can muster. Even though it can be quite hard sometimes. 
You know, sometimes I wonder, when you guys hear me doing all these accents, do you ever think, is she mentally unwell? I want to know. <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify, there's a little thing at the bottom that um, says, what did you think of you guys' episode, of this week's episode? And I truly want you, if when I jump in and out of these accents, if it's ever crossed your mind that I have a mental illness, I mean, more than the one I already talk about, are you like, this bitch is losing it? I just want to know. Just want to know your thoughts. Um, anyways, love you so much. Um, y'all, I'm sitting in a room talking to myself. I, I'm not, I'm not sane, you know? Either way, we don't care about that. All right, I love you so much, you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I keep doing the outro, but then there's more I want to say. The thing that I really want to say also is if you're being ghosted, if you're being left behind, if you're not feeling the love from your friends, um, you have to grieve. You do. You have to grieve. And you're not required to just get up and jump up and leave and move on and be okay. You don't have to be okay. It's okay. Um, but it is going to take some time to get over it and it is going to cause you some grief. And and, you know, I hope that when you make another friend, you can be as open as you were with the one that hurt you. Um, one of the things that I said today, which is true, and I just hope better for you, is I often think about, I think the last time that I ever, that I think the last time that I will ever have that very pure, childlike, hopeful love and like just hope for any kind of relationship um was definitely that man that i was really into and that i sent the gift to you know um i always think like that was i think the last drop of pure love that i had to give that wasn't tainted by fear or jealousy or distrust I definitely think that that was the last of it and I hope to God that from somewhere we can squeeze a little bit more out but I don't really think that's possible but yeah anyways I love you so much I hope you have a wonderful day hope you have a wonderful weekend I will see you on Monday my love bye